Lime, duh. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it again, baby. Hello. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Woo. Bro. I've been here for 12 years. Stupid. Stupid, 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 stupid. Welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling Podcast, the podcast where comedians are dissecting wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I am your host, the host with the most viral stand-up about professional wrestling. No, Black. Erase your mind. A.K.A. Dunsky Blackamora. No more, Mr. Nice Jew. A.K.A. Donnie Capri from the time I went to Italy. Why don't you shut up, Steve? A.K.A. the modern day goof and spoof. Coming at you like Cleopatra, baby, baby. Gabba, gabba, wee, gabba, gabba, gay, gabba, 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 gabba. This girl, she is mine. Is cooking. What up, Jabroniacs? We are back in action for your satisfaction with all of our spicy, spicy, we caliente wrestling reactions. Woo! Hey, everybody. I mean, God, I got so much to say. I have too much to say. We have uh, arguably the biggest piece of wrestling news in wrestling history, certainly in cow wrestling history, uh, in, in the cowverse. Uh, it, it, it seems to be happening. Uh, but uh, hold off for a second on that. I'll let you guys know a couple things. This podcast is supported by you guys at patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. If you listen to this podcast every week, consider throwing us a couple hours. We are grassroots Bernie Sanders style. Uh, go to patreon.com slash comedians of wrestling. But we're never asking for handouts here. Uh, we have bonus content. Many would argue too much bonus content. Uh, this week, we have our AEW NXT-centric focused episodes uh, on Friday morning with Nick Tullo, the Supermark. That'll be coming out Friday morning. We'll talk about AEW Dynamite. We'll talk about NXT Dynamite, uh, whatever that show's called. Uh, whenever those are on, no one knows when they're on, those are on anymore because sports bumping them. But I think they're both on Wednesday again. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also, we have the Cal Movie Club uh, every Monday night slash Tuesday morning, except for pay-per-view weeks to come out later in the week. Uh, we talk about a movie with a professional wrestler in it. This week, we talked about an amazing movie, a movie that Aaron and I both loved, Warrior, a 2011 classic starring Kurt Angle in a non-speaking role, the best kind of Kurt Angle role, uh, meant most people would, would agree. Um, uh, okay, all right, Kurt, he's trying to enter. I'm not letting him in here. Not, uh, Kurt, it's been said, it's done, okay? Uh, but the movie Warrior, honestly, it's on Prime Video right now. It's... Honestly, one of my favorite movies. I fucking love this movie so much. I liked it even more on rewatch. A little spoiler. Uh, watch the movie and then listen to me and Aaron dissect it to an unhealthy degree. Also, we've been talking on this podcast that if we said last week, if we got five more patrons, we would unleash 
uh, we would strike. We would we we would predatorially apex. <laughs> I don't know. That didn't work. <laughs> A RKO Randy Orton special, and we hit that marker. Um, and so this week I have an announcement for you guys on Sunday before Clash of Champions, the morning of Clash. Okay. Uh, the RKO special will be released, and uh, we'll be gonna, meaning we're gonna be talking all. Actually, you know what? Jason Shabiro, the man who will be hosting this episode with me. Uh, let's just hear from him. He he dropped us a couple lines because he was so pumped about this, about you guys supporting the podcast and unleashing this episode. What's going on? This is the cash in for the Cow Universe. Tis I, Jason Shabiro, returning triumphantly to the comedians of wrestling for this cash-in. This is not a question, but in fact, an answer. I'm going to bring you guys the answers you're looking for. Because people have been saying, you know, on the streets where I get all my information, I am the street whisperer, I am the king master, they've been saying, when are we going to figure out once and for all what the greatest RKOs of all time are? And how on earth can we determine which one is better than the other? There's no system in place. Well, me and your boy D. Black, we sat down because this is the summer of Randy Orton. We all know it. Slither has launched. We can all strike in style. I've got an uh, early access promo code, so I'll be rocking the gear before any of you fucks. But everyone's talking about the RKO. How do we determine the best one? Well, me and Donnie Capri, we sat down. I showed him my research. I have years and years of tape and notes. I spoke to scientists, movement experts, sports scientists. I've gotten the PhDs, and I've sort of developed a system here to rank the RKO definitively on three unique points. I'm not going to tell them to you guys right now. You're going to listen to the RKO episode to find out more. But I promise you, I've cracked the code on the RKO. I know how it works. I know how to determine the greatest ones of all time. And me and Dan will be sitting down to go through all of them. For you, our dear listeners. Cheers up. Shebs, has, you heard it here first, guys. He got all the PhDs that he needed to get <laughs> to be able to rank RKOs. We will be giving you the definitive list of RKOs and how to rank RKOs going forward. And just a lot of talk about Randy Orton. We'll be talking about his clothing line, Slither, that dropped this week uh, that I also have an early access code to that I'll be shopping at. Uh, probably maybe a little bit during this pod while you guys are talking. Uh... I might be, maybe I'll look at the, uh, the, the, the Randy Orton and Kim Orton uh, apparel line. Mm-hmm. Adore that they work on this together. Very young bucks of them. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so you get that. And then also, yeah, guys, so it was awesome. You guys uh, uh, were pretty excited for this episode. We'll put it out uh, as a pre-pre-show for the uh, Clash of Champions. It's going to be very, very, very fun. Um, and then we'll see what we do. Well, maybe we'll hit another uh, target, another bonus episode. I got another idea in the pike. So we'll talk about that later. All right. Uh, another thing on this podcast, if you rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and you tell me which a wrestler that has become one of your guys, I will congratulate you here on the podcast for having a new uh, member of your guys. And we got two this week, um, one from Nick McCulloch, who said, love the show. Listen on my long drives and walks. It's just as comforting as watching wrestling. One of my guys is my best friend, Jay Cross. He's an indie wrestler out of Janesville, Wisconsin. Check out JWA Janesville Wrestling Alliance on Facebook uh, and support your local wrestlers. Hey, five stars. We'll give it to you. Hey, your friend. it's nice to support your friend. Make him one of your friends, one of your guys. I, I like that behavior. Keep it local. 
Why not? Beautiful. Uh, 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 also a guy named Chillin, Dylan O'Connor, best wrestling podcast and my favorite podcast. Always looking forward to the next step. Hosts are always hilarious and have great takes on wrestling. Got to make a declaration early. Ricky Starks is one of my guys. Many people are saying, uh, Ricky Starks, the, the rock before he went into the Captain America machine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, leave us five stars uh, and let us know. Uh, genuinely, I love it. It helps the podcast because of the algorithm, but I love hearing the wrestlers. You guys are, you know, become one of your guys. Congratulations to having wrestlers, adding them to your one of my guys list. All right, anyway, we're going to be getting into, I know all you're thinking, we're going to talk about Clash of Champions. And we're going to talk about getting to our predictions because, you know, we have a long running uh, uh, merch prediction uh, uh, thread going. But, I mean, God, there's just such a headline that we, ha that we have to get to. And uh, if you're watching this video on the Zoom, which is on our YouTube channel, you can see that. Uh, Roman Reigns is always here. I, I mean, just like Roman Reigns seems to be changing it up, I changed up the background of my Zoom calls. This is huge. I'm wearing the Roman Reigns vest. Roman Reigns. Okay. Oh, I didn't even introduce you guys, guys. I'm so excited for this insane. This is the biggest news event in cow history. Okay. Uh, okay. Breaking news. All right. Uh, I didn't even introduce, by the way, Aaron Finnerty, first lady, uh, to, to my side, but not a thorn. Uh, what up? What up? What up? And uh, and here he is. He's a nasty, nasty boy, straight up from How About It City, nasty Newman. To how about an island? And it's my how about an island. And when you have this kind of power, you just show up and you podcast. Oh, yeah, that's right. I heard uh, uh, Newman has now decided to stop doing any prep for the podcast. He now just shows up and podcasts. Uh, uh, he's inspired by Roman's new attitude. But listen, this is the biggest, this is a huge piece of news. This is breaking. This is breaking piece of news. Here it is. Roman Reigns on a Zoom call with a fan reportedly, and I don't know if he was asked a question because I couldn't find this piece of tape. Is this mm. piece of tape in existence? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Whoa. Okay. So... Wait, it, stop. What flavor? Oh, lime. Duh. I mean, yeah, obviously. Okay, obviously. Um, I'm on a real lime kick. I'm really getting LaCroix back. And you remember when they heard, they heard LaCroix was in bad shape? No more. I'm Forget back in business. It. Anyway, so... uh. It's it's reported uh, on a Zoom call. He talking to a fan, which I believe WWE like has a thing where you can meet the wrestlers. Like they kind of do like in person signings on Zoom, where like you get a wrestler for like oh, one minute and yeah. then they're gone. Yeah, you know they're what I mean? doing that instead of like access. You yes. can um, buy for I think like maybe a hundred or two hundred dollars like a Zoom call with your. Right. So, I, I or it might be like a Make a Wish or something. I'm not exactly sure, but I I heard they were going to do this, but then they haven't had any advertising for it during the show or anything. I haven't seen anything. Uh, but maybe it's because they're so caught up in the that third. Uh, you guys, we heard from Vince like two weeks ago that they're you know they're really concerned with getting got people off of third party uh, mm -hmm. uh, right. services or whatever, right? Getting these wrestlers off Cameo and shit. But anyway, so Roman had said that he will be wrestling going forward shirtless uh 
Wow. Which is a Huge. fucking bombshell. That's and it is the crazy. question we were all asking for. Somehow he's been back and is already the champion, and we don't know what his wrestling gear is. And he's had matches. He's just been mm-hmm. showing up and winning and just wearing the tiche. Uh, but Roman, a shirtless Roman. And I got to tell you, we talked about this forever. Uh, and there are some caveats here, and there is more information. A shirtless Roman is immediately changes the dynamic here. It's immediate. Now, a lot of damage has already been done, meaning he already has headlined like five manias in a, in, in a vest while these other guys are starving themselves, uh, 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 getting tan, you know what I mean? And he's not rocking the vest. But So, okay, I just want to give you the full information before we have this full conversation. He also clarified that he will be keeping his pants so okay okay we're not gonna see undies trunks roman right all right he's going he wants to keep the paint all right but this probably does break any speculation which we've talked about on this podcast and we heard before that because of his leukemia that he has some kind of scarring or something that he wouldn't take the shirt off right we i we think it's fair to assume from this that it's just a being in shape situation aesthetic situation right Sure. Yeah. Well, maybe. He shared his shirtless pictures to um, his social media. Right. So, I, and I looked. I didn't see any glaring scars or disfigurement. Right. Um, yeah, and he doesn't seem a guy who's, like, on feeding tubes. He's very healthy right now, you know, so or anything yep. like that. Now, music, he also said that he will be having a new song. It's confirmed he will have new music. So we're getting this. We got a. We break it down. We got a full Roman Reigns with Heyman repackage. Uh, a lot has happened, and we have to really think about it. Drink that in, uh, especially me, who's been extremely critical of Roman. Uh, where are we at? I'll let you guys go. Where? Where? How are you guys feeling about all these changes? Where? What does this do for you? I can't wait for the WWE shop to have the uh, like the no vest, like for like like a fifty bucks, and it's just you get nothing in the mail. Like instead of buying the vest, it's just Emperor's new clothes. Right? Yeah, it's Roman's (laughs) new look, and it's just an empty fucking box with a a packing label. Like Vince says to everyone, it's like, all right, I'll let him take the vest off, but I still need that same revenue stream. So you guys need to buy. (laughs) You need to buy nothing. I need you to buy these empty boxes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, I think it's awesome. I think that uh, the pants, I think like baby steps, right? Like this is not even baby steps. This is a huge step. Get that, pop that top off, let them thanks dang. And then, then we can talk about maybe pushing for the, uh, the trunks or, you know, the undie look. I am a little, I am a little concerned about the music. I don't know what that's going to sound like. They don't have CFOs anymore. So automatically it's going to be, what is it like a, Breaking news here. Sorry to uh, yeah. interrupt you. No, no. This I actually breaking. have a preview of his new music. Oh, interesting. That's yeah. right. Here it is. That's it. He's going to come out wow. with uh, Grandmaster Sexay, <laughs> Scotty Too Hotty, and he's going to wear Oakley's and he's going to dance back to the side. His uncle Rikishi's gonna come out. <laughs> I mean, you're probably you not think? too far off. What do you think? 
Um, no, actually, oh, I forgot. I, sorry, I played the wrong track. Sorry, guys, I played the wrong oh, one. That wasn't it? even it. No, no, no. It's it's almost the same, but it's this one. It's uh, it starts off. I'm pressing play now. I'm pre wait. No, no, I'm pressing play now. Ooh, ah. Oh, okay, yeah. it's the same thing, but with the ooh on. Yeah, that's it. What, what do you guys? What, it up a little bit. what do you guys think? What do, what do you think? I think it sounds great. Wait, actually, oh yeah, shit! I'm so it. sorry, guys. I played the wrong. I played the wrong Second track. time. Oh no! You know, most yeah. of the time when people play like the wrong song or something, it's like immediately evident. But I'm noticing that uh, it's like taking a couple seconds here to realize that it's the wrong. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. The no, wrong no, no, song. No, I, it's, I'm sorry. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Ooh ah. That's it. What do you guys think? What do you think? Um, great. And then it goes into this. <laughs> right, they're doing like uh, when it's like two wrestlers that have joined up but they're not a tag team yet and it like cuts off and plays the other music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he's going to do. What do you think? What do you guys think? Uh, I mean, the last one sounded a lot like Becky Lynch's uh, <laughs> oh, music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, shit. But, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hit the wrong music for the fourth time? Um, actually, oh shit! Comedy fours, everybody. Dude, I'm sorry. I played the wrong. I I, I apologize. I played the wrong. I played it. Um, okay. Here, here, actually, here it is, guys. Here's the new Roman song. I'm so I'm really sorry about that. Oh my god, sorry. It's a, this is bad. Can we cut this? No. Yeah. Uh, we don't. We don't have a no, so it's not cuttable. Here it is. Here's Roman's new song. Ready? You think you know me? Ooh. Wow. <laughs> this is confirmed? Yeah, it's confirmed. He wow. took the You Think You Know Me. Huh. He, he, he liked it. He just he said, like, just like I stole the Shields music, I'm allowed to take other wrestlers' music. It's like and a remix, kind of. It'd be a good yeah, gimmick, a I think. Original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, listen, this is what he's decided to do. What do you, what do you guys think? I think um, you guys don't seem that excited about it. Yeah, I kind of like his old music better than you know this cacophony of uh, of other wrestlers' <laughs> oh, themes yeah, might yeah, get yeah. confusing. I, um, I would agree. I would agree. I, I would, think yeah, I'm with, to be honest. I'm with you on that. Yeah, okay. I think that I mean it all it all remains to be seen. The as we will get into the WWE has a penchant for fucking up everything and uh, <laughs> and uh, you know especially things that are already bad. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Oh my god, this is unbelievable. I fucked it. I actually I'm sorry guys. I messed it up. This is actually Roman. This is the, this is actually it. This is actually Roman song. Okay? okay, this is the real one? Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, is the yeah, real yeah. one for real. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Ready? Okay. But listen to it in its entirety, okay? Okay. 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 Monday Night Raw is presented by Southern New Hampshire <laughs> University. <laughs> And then it goes into this. Welcome everyone to Raw Underground. Yeah. Where there are very little rules, lots of excitement, carnage, And that's it. What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think? I like so is that Shane, one. Yeah, I like that one too. Is Shane going to be like on the mic with him or is that just part of the audio? 
This is part of the of song, his, right? That's unclear so far. Okay. He didn't he didn't speculate on the Zoom call because um, the kid, the, it was a, a kid who was dying of a terminal illness, was on the call with Roman. He was asking him that exact question when the minute was up. Vince popped up and was like, insert another quarter, you little shit. And then uh, <laughs> he didn't have it. And so, yeah. You know, what would you ask if you had a minute with Roman? What would you ask? Uh, 60 seconds. <laughs> Dude, I, I would more lecture him. I'd be like, here's what you got to do. You know yeah. what I mean? Here's what you got to do. Actually, guys. This is frankly, this is honestly, this is un, frankly unprofessional. But I actually, I actually have the real Roman's music. This is what it. Okay. This is breaking. This is break. Here it is. Here it is. Whoa. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Okay, this is the one. It is, I mean, like, all jokes aside, so bad. This is so bad. <laughs> On every level, this is bad. Like, the audio engineering is awful. I like the, the Randy Orton one, but... Oh, God, just so, just like, hey, hey, hey. So deeply offensive to me as a musician <laughs> on every level. It's not just I, the quality of like the voice, like obviously in a bathroom or something, like the acoustics are like obviously yeah. a bathroom. Uh, and then the bass is so forward uh, in the mix that like literally everything else, it just disappears. Uh, except like for that. those vocals, which are like- Those beautiful just vocals. Piercing through the, oh God, they should be ashamed of themselves. They recorded it on like a fucking potato or something. <laughs> oh man, I love this podcast. Uh <laughs> What other wrestling podcast? It's so funny because I was listening to like Jim Cornette the other day, just like a clip uh, of him like yeah. shooting Kenny Omega, which we'll talk about later a little bit. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what people want in a wrestling podcast. They want a guy that like takes this shit that seriously to the point you're like, like a emo- like people emotionally wounded. Like, let's have fun with wrestling. Like, we can take it seriously and have fun, like in equal parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah, I hope how we do. Those are podcasts people want. All right. This is fucking. I hope we do get into that because devastatingly uh, embarrassing. Yeah, that I actually found the real Roman music. I'm this, this is you. this guy's. This is an example of the comedy sevens. It is a very little known well, you know the rule, comedy. You know the rule of fifteens, right? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Ready? Here it is. Here it is. Here. This is the new. This is the Roman music. We're not going to comment on it. Let's just listen to it and let it be. You okay. know what I mean? Someone you idolize. Takes you under their wing from day one because they see something special in you. They help you to become something more. <laughs> That's really That's just gonna come. Really good. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just gonna 
it. I'm gonna play it just to troll Newman. <laughs> you know why I have that track, by the way, for the for the it's for the for the nine to five eight hour episode. That's the only <laughs> time I've ever heard that abomination. Yeah. I look like I really scour, uh, you know, like always, do way too much work for this pod, <laughs> and yeah. I scour the internet for like, for all the covers of wrestling music that I could find uh, uh, just to play throughout the episode. But anyway, uh, we talked a little about the nine to five this year. I don't know if well, you know, we'll see if it'll happen. It'll be up There's to the, it'll be up to you guys, lines, really. But... Yeah, it'll be up to you guys. You know what I mean? Can you incentivize us enough? We'll see. All right. Anyway. All right. So Roman, here's the deal. I don't. Here's. Oh, I don't want to. This is extremely positive change. You know what I mean? Like, so let's let's. This is mostly a plus. Mostly a plus. I just want to say, if you're already going shirtless, isn't that the hard part? Is is wearing pants uh, like yeah you really want to go shirtless to wear pants like that i don't even get like why would you right like does it how would that look better like that, like you're a pro wrestler man like put on the fucking trunks right there's no He's way his like legs are embarrassing brown brown Strowman route like that's what i'm saying like you're already shirtless that's like not even half the battle. It's like 85% of the battle. So I'm not saying, like, if he's wearing pants, it sucks. Like, I'm happy to have him shirtless or whatever. But, like, why not just wear trunks also? Like, put on the boots and look. Why not look like the centerpiece of this company? You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't yeah. understand. Like, Drew like if you take style. Yeah. Or, yeah, Drew, uh, Randy, but, like, mm-hmm. also. But he's not going to wear, like, Shawn Michaels. This is what I'm saying. He's not going to wear, like, they're, they're, like, he's, like, Shawn pants, like, you know, like, the tight uh, you know the tight pants. You know, like for a smaller athletic guy, like a Seth, that we've proven that looks better for that type of physique. And also, right. it's like it, it sets like the precedent that like you're a more agile kind of wrestler. You're more of like a Ziggler. You're like more of it. Uh, you're smaller, but you're quicker. You're an athlete, so it like it fits. We've set that precedent of type. But if you're him, you're a house. You know what I mean? So why right. not? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and you take like Otis by like comparison, right? Like somebody like Otis yeah. who like is not in as like, let's say traditionally good shape as like uh, uh, Roman is, Mm -hmm. but has a little crop top, his belly's hanging out. He's in trunks. So like if Otis can pull it off, then why can't Roman? It's just that thing with Roman. It's like, he's always like, he's always just like a little off the mark, no matter what he does. He just doesn't like fully get it or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and it sounds also like from what I was reading, this transcript that I was reading or whatever, that like he has control over what he wears. Right. So I, that like Vince isn't telling him, keep the pants on, but we know Vince does have that level of control because we knew it was a big deal. Dean wanted to take his shirt off and, and Vince kept, kept him in the John McClane outfit for a long time, you know? So I would say that, uh, it's, uh, I would just say that it's it's just a little bit like, dude, we know you're going to look way better in trunks than shirtless with pants. You're not going to look like the fucking star that you are. Like, he's a 10 out of 10 looking guy. Like, he has right. the rocks genetics. Like, go out there and fucking be all you can be, man. You know what I yeah. mean? It's just like, I'm on your side, you know? I think we'll get there. The The shirt is so huge, and it's a paradigm shift that none of us ever thought would come. Uh, and so I think the trunks... Yeah, you don't need will, to sneak all your Dean Ambrose we'll references there. into this podcast, okay? You know, I'm just saying. I'm just I'm just saying that it's, it's you know, you know it's, it's been a dirty deed to, like, get the... Uh, 
to get the sh- shirt off and now we have it so that's, yeah I mean, that's, um, that's a fringe so, opinion that's a lunatic fringe opinion yeah mm, that's true um yeah um i'm trying to think of what that match he had with jericho was called but it was like the psycho cage match what was that called <laughs> Asylum, asylum match. Oh, asylum. Um, yeah, but so uh, it's it's frustrating because I already watched Roman Reigns wrestle in front of a record-setting crowd of a hundred and one thousand people in like a fucking girdle. You know right. what I mean? And he wrestled Triple H, who was fifty-five years old, uh, and like looking like a mill, like realizing the power of of the <laughs> like of like what he, what you look at now. Look, you want to make the we can make another argument, which is he got popped for taking Adderall. So look, there is this wellness policy. Triple H is not. Yeah, dude. Clearly, no one's testing Triple H. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so, well, I've always thought that like their wellness policy is like obviously tiered. Right, like John, no one's testing John Cena. No one's testing a certain level of of performer. Yeah, it's also so. It's not. It's not self regulated. It's not real. You know right. I mean? Yeah, Usada is not knocking down their door. Yeah, and also, <laughs> you think if Roman went to Vince and was like, "Look, I'm looking to go. I'm looking to fucking grab this brass ring. Like, don't be testing me." You think he's gonna test him? You think Vince is like, no, I got Roman. I, I really care about your well-being. Yeah, this is a legitimate operation. <laughs> think about probably how fast they rushed it. He literally, like, when he said he didn't want to wrestle for COVID, it was reported that Vince was pretty pissed off. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. Um. Uh, so my. So here's what I'm saying: is this is a positive thing, and also let's put this into perspective for you. These are huge men. Let's put this in perspective. Roman Reigns. He's with Paul Heyman. I said this on the Facebook group. This exact quote. It's like, he's with Paul Heyman. He's a heel. He's looking like a mill. He's going to come out shirtless. He's going to get new music. He's the champ. He's doing everything that we've asked from him. And Kenny Omega is wearing fucking dad shorts. Like he's like the fucking, like he's like the dork dad who's like barbecuing uh in a redcon one right. t-shirt on uh aw i mean can you can you see how this this switch is happening why would yeah. kenny let roman reigns look cooler than him what what what, what is happening sin. that's a sin that's crazy yeah. Ken, and kenny who used to look it's not like he never looked cool and he's being surpassed like he used to look so cool yeah and kenny's in great shape mm-hmm and he has the His style. His hair is like on the mend. Right. All fried like it used to be. No, his hair looks great. He's figured he's got the right product for the locks. Yeah. Um, uh, I, yeah. Anyway, I just I I, uh, I I I think Roman Reigns is whatever I could say about him that annoys me. He's working so much more than Kenny Omega, you know. So these are the two yeah. top guys, the top indie guy and the top WWE guy, and the WWE guy is getting it right and the other guy's not i you know it just is what it is yeah um so anyway roman will be shirtless uh hopefully on sunday and mm-hmm. i guess if he's wearing baggy pants and he's shirtless i'll tell you this right now i'm gonna give him shit for that <laughs> he should not be wearing baggy pants and shirtless it doesn't make the it doesn't fit the character it's like it's yeah the thing that struck me about that transcript, the official transcript of this right. of this conversation, uh, was that he was like he kind of in the same breath was like, yeah, you know, shirtless, uh, but in pants, 
uh, and you know the you know the idea is that we're gonna go with like a mafia style oh, like angle that? or whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't see he said that. I heard everyone. What's the, I saw everyone typing that he said mafia. What's the correlation between wearing no shirt and mafia? Yeah, I, I, the only I'll thing I associate with mafia is track suits and right. just suits, right? Right. Oh wait, let me see this quote. Oh, I, I oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said. Reigns plans on keeping the, this is from Wrestling 4K Instagram. I'll give him credit. Reigns confirmed this last night during a Zoom call with a fan. According to what was said on the call, Reigns plans on keeping the pants, but he will wrestle shirtless. And the idea is to establish a mafia style storyline. He also said that there is a new theme music coming at some point. So, no, it's some, the storyline is mafia. So I think that this right. is just the writing is is just it's kind of conflating these. So it's, uh, okay. it's a compound Got sentence. Yeah. Uh, Got it. But yeah, no, just the grammar. It's the grammar of whatever bottom feeder wrote that. Yeah. The Samoan uh, mafia. I think yeah. So it sounds like Jay. I'm into uh, that. Yeah, the Samoan mafia so is something you'd like to see. That is cool. yeah. Fun fact about uh, fun fact. I don't know if this, this is not a fact at all, by the way. So I don't know why I said fun fact. But little tidbit. I was on a website. Uh, I did a Google search the other day. Um, the search exactly was. I'll look it up right now. Okay, I did. What is the Rock on? That's what I googled. <laughs> okay, and I clicked on this this link, and in the link it said like it was talking about probably all the stuff the Rock takes. You know, the main thing HGH, mm-hmm. uh, and it's you know based on his build and stuff, and a couple of telltale signs, he's taking something anabolic. You know, so look, he's clearly juiced up. No big deal. No one, everyone knows the rocks juicing. No one cares, and mm-hmm. it, you know, is what it is. He doesn't pretend to not either. Okay, but it also said, "Don't discredit his Samoan genetics." That's what it said. It was like okay. it, it, it laid out. It was like being uh, of the Samoan pedigree, like his helps you. It, like is extremely helpful at being huge. I don't know if that's. I right. think it's. I think it's probably with the rock specifically. It's probably. Um, I mean, because you see we're talking what his about, dad looks like. That's what I was going to say. You know, the average your your average run of the mill Samoan whose dad isn't Rocky Johnson, uh, probably doesn't have the same advantages that The Rock does because we're talking about an area of genetics called epigenetics, which is like the way right. that your ancestors lived and ate and survived informs like cross generationally your genetics. There was a study that showed if your great grandparents were um, uh, didn't have a lot to eat, you were less likely then to develop diabetes. Whereas like if your great grandparents did have a lot to eat, you were more likely to develop diabetes. So stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that with Samoans, you would have to then be assuming that they're all related <laughs> on some level. Um, and then, so I think for him, it's more probably, you know, the Samoan aspect is one thing there's, uh, bigger people, right, on average. Uh, and then, but his dad, his dad specifically, I think, is like the X factor here for the well, Rock. Well, yeah, if you look at uh, uh, Rocky Johnson, right? Like, that's his dad's name, right? Mm-hmm. If you look yeah. at a picture of him, his dad is probably 260, uh, like 6% body fat. Uh, right. like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's got, he's like shredded, 
uh, no fat. Like, so that you're talking about that being your dad. Like, think about what you close your eyes. Think about what your right. dad looks like. Uh, actually, yeah, for most of my listeners, go <laughs> to the living room <laughs> and, and uh, just heal it all. <laughs> look at your dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ask your dad. Um, but look, I don't know. I don't think Pat F looks like Rocky Johnson. I mean, I haven't really looked close to Pat F, but uh, I mean, yeah. honestly, though, he is like a really big, bald, white. He's white. He's not Samoan. Right. But, um, you'd be surprised. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, wait. So, Pat F, six percent body fat. Uh, Your dad's a natch. He's a natch bald. At one time, yeah. At one time, he's a natch bald. Yeah, he he nice. like cakes it. Oh but, yeah. Um, He's a natch ball. Cakes ball. it is. Does that mean shaving your head? Cakes it? Yeah, like where you like frost it with like with shaving the, cream and then yeah. you cake it. I love it. Where would you learn this? Who said this to you? <laughs> no, you does that I've grown Aaron? up in a bald household. You have no idea. Cakes it? Yo, Erin yeah. sometimes she drops all this like cool these cool words sometimes, and you're like, wait, what? This expressions like cakes yeah. it because <laughs> she is. I feel like also a, from yeah. Philly. And Michigan. I'm from Detroit, actually. I live yeah. in Philly. Yeah, that's not a Philly big, slang. Big no. Kid Rock. Kid is not correct? Philly. Big Eminem fan. Don't never heard of Kid Rock before. Kid Rock, the new Bob Seger. Uh, <laughs> of, <laughs> Do one of you guys have a smoke detector? Someone you idolize. <laughs> what? I thought I heard a smoke detector going. I on. heard that also. Mm. I mean, um, it's probably based on looking at these Zoom calls. It's probably my house, right? This yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> I don't know if you guys, by the way, my new background, Check if you're watching the on the Zoom feed. call, I got a, a map of the United States of America in the back. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, um, anyway, let's move on. It's beautiful. So let's quickly move on, and then we'll get into retribution. Uh, but I want to talk a little bit about this Jim Cornette um, rant. And look, I hate to even I, – I, 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 I debate giving Jim Cornette any attention on this right. program, you know what I mean? Because he's such a fucking idiot. But um, he did. I, I, I'm curious. He put. He went on this whole Kenny Omega rant, and good for him for the fact that this guy's just consistently able to get heat, you know. Um, right. But he's also, you know, a true like scumbag. It just is what it is. He's accused of a lot of uh, uh, yeah. sexual violations as well, right? Uh, he, yeah. he did some weird booking shit with his wife. Whatever. I don't know. I don't know anything about this stuff. It's all allegations as far as I'm concerned because I don't – what do I know? I haven't looked into it. Whatever. Okay. All that being said, <laughs> one of his listeners <laughs> wrote him this – like he was trying to explain Kenny Omega's gimmick to him. Did you hear any of this, Newman? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. The whole thing, yeah. Right, right, right. right. I don't even think I heard the whole thing. I heard a lot of it, but it was like 20 minutes long. And it, it it's only it's the same clip. The clip that you send is the same clip three times in a row. So it's really only about twelve oh, minutes. So I probably heard most of it. I, I hit it. Yeah. I definitely listened to it that much. And like, there's just two parts of this because I want to open it up to like what you know. I've been podcasting about wrestling for a while, and it's you know it, it matters to me. And and the way people ingest wrestling more importantly matters to me. Like I I, I get frustrated. Like we have this amazing form of art that is very fun um that also uh we t you could i i feel like there's this middle ground that we all need to like adopt that i really want to push which is like yes we can take it seriously and we can be disappointed by certain aspects of wrestling certainly we'll get into retribution there's a lot to be disappointed by right uh uh uh, uh, uh and there's a, and and vince's writing sometimes is just downright despicable and yes sometimes the indie scene is up its own ass right but like right 
why can't I don't understand it's almost the same thing as if I equate this to comedy it's almost the same thing as like when Nanette came out right, right. where where people get so caught up in being like that is not what com that's not what stand up comedy is you know and I'm like right. I understand when you said something is not for you like frankly I put on Hannah Gatsby's last special and I was like yikes like this is yeah embarrassing okay in my opinion so i'm not even saying i'm a fan of hers but why is there no room for her one woman style comedy show that a lot of people like why is it that's such an affront to you same thing as this like jim Cornette is shitting on Connie omegas like the fact that he wrestled a, a little kid which by the way made him famous and right. it's something people still talk about why is that such an affront to you for an artist to try something you know what I'm saying? Why is right. it? Why does that affect you so much? And why do you think that that's gonna kill the business? Like, why is it this thing where it's like you think that one clip on the internet is gonna destroy the concept of wrestling? We all know what it is. Still, literally, the right. champion Drew McIntyre in the ring is like, "I'm the champion of sports entertainment." They they openly call it sports entertainment, right? right. So I don't understand this thing of like just being like here's what wrestling is, and if you are that, I find that to be it's 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 so so frustrating. And I have another point with this, but Newman, I'll allow you to respond, or Eric, you know whoever wants to go. Uh, so Jim Cornette is a is a wrestling fundamentalist. Uh, he we, we so you the kind of the gist of what he's talking about is so to Jim Cornette and to his co-hosts. You know, Jabroni McGee. I don't know who the guy is. That's, he, gonna, uh, that's literally the words I was going to say. Jabroni <laughs> McGee. <laughs> I love uh, that Yeah. Um, actually, that guy, the, I have a little clip of him, actually. Whoa! I don't know who he is. So we have to break this down into, like, what are they talking about? They're talking about what they see as the, like, what, actual professional wrestling is to them and to them the definition of that seems to be that it is when you know it's it's not legit but the fight is presented to you in such a way that you suspend your disbelief and accept it as like a real fight and in order to do that they have some criteria that has to be met and part of that criteria is that it can't be obviously staged. And to Jim Cornette, the something that is obviously staged is a blow-up doll wrestling somebody because it's not alive, right? Or a little a child wrestling a full-grown man because in real life, that would be like over in a second, right? Yeah. Right. And so he has this fundamentalist attitude towards wrestling where it can only be this one thing, this like reductionist, uh, like literalist point of view on wrestling. It is, it is, it is a, a dramatic presentation of a fake fight and anything outside of that definition is, is aberrant and is um, a violation of, of the art form. This exists in, in, I think every medium of art of you want to, uh, you, you look at improv is the first thing I always think about. You have people who are like, like TJ and Dave or like these um, very like, uh, like the improv where it's like, Oh, it's about this. How, how 
not serious, but how like sincere of a scene can you put on? And then the comedy comes from the truth. And then you have things like Ask Cat, where it's like just joke, 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 joke. And then you have things like uh, different levels of, of, of just Herald teams at, at, at UCB, rest right. in peace. And you have like, you know, where it's like, oh, this team's a little jokier and smiley. This team's more committed and people attach values to these different things. And right. it's all, and it's, but none of it's like, there's it no is every rules. art form because it's amazing. Comedy slots like perfectly right. This is exactly what right. my brain went. Also, it's like there's right. stuff where you're like, it's not. People are like, it's not. It's not really good improv if it's not like a play, right? Like it's not like right. that level of serious, right? right. And so, you're, and you're like, yeah, but like if you go watch what like Middle Ditch and Schwartz are doing, they have their own Netflix special, and the crowd is dying of laughter so right what like what uh what are you talking about so there right. as, as for a teaching tool right like if i'm running the nxt right like i'm vince the I'm, NXT, uh, yeah. if i'm running the nxt the next <laughs> i'm uh what's his name uh vince why my blanket is it vince vaughn um right i'm, I'm vince vaughn in uh, fighting with my family like if you're teaching and i did teach improv you know if you're teaching something then you have to be like hey we're doing it this way because in for teaching, this is what we're studying, right? And I think there's a lot of value in being like, we're learning something a specific way. So this way you have control as a performer to know I'm not doing it that way when you veer off the track, which is something I've always been very clear on when I've taught. I've taught Newman. I'm always like... And, and, you know, it was when I was teaching people who wanted to perform at a stage like Upright Citizen Brigade where I would do comedy. If you wanted to be doing improv in that style on that stage where they pay to keep the lights on and you perform there, then they're like, hey, they're going to require you to do it this way. So hate me for teaching it to you this way if you want because it's frustrating to you and you want to do it your own way. But if you want to stay performing here, they're going to require it of you. So hate me all you want. Be upset with me all you want. It, it would happen. But I'm like, I just have to give you the note from that. So. That being said, if you are, uh, 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 if you were training at WWE and you're like, hey, look, I understand you want to do a spot, you want to chain spots together. Vince is going to watch this and be like, first off, this is too dangerous, and first off, this is not telling the story for television viewers. It doesn't read like a like a little auditorium. So you're like, oh, I understand that because that's the rules of WWE. That's the company you work for. That's how it goes. But then when you're just someone like a Jim Cornette, you're me. You're, you're a podcaster, you're someone watching. Why can't you broaden your scope to be like, I have a preference, right? Right. I have a preference of how I like it, right? Because like I uh, – uh, and also I like to watch all of it. I like to see it all, and I can see why somebody likes this. When you come at it from this place of like – it's anybody. It's why I have the uh, like, you know the RGN podcast, uh, me and Aaron, we talk about like uh, 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 politics because I'm like I'm always so shocked. Some people are so – uh, here's what I believe in. You're not open to anything. I find that to be so crazy. And it's frustrating to me that this is what I guess po wrestling podcast listeners want to hear. Someone just talk right. about why it's all bad and blah, blah, blah. You're telling me that in you can't appreciate that Osprey Ricochet match. The one that like right. everyone shit on. You can't appreciate right. two top level gym gymnasts uh, bringing that kind of athleticism to the pro wrestling ring. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's, if I, if I try to like empathize with it, um, like it would be for me, like uh, the area that it, it kind of feels familiar is to go back to comedy, like sketch right. comedy, right? Like, um, when I see things on like Instagram or something and it's like, 
people are calling it a sketch and it's just like a, like a 20 second clip of someone being like, Oh, you know, when your girl walks in and she's got a fat ass and everyone goes, Oh, right. And it has fucking 65 million likes and people love it. But me right. personally, I'm like, this is not, this is not what this is like. And it's not, this is not sketch comedy. Right. Uh, but I have to like analyze that and be like, it's not sketch comedy to me. It's, it's, it's working and people are laughing and funny wins. Right. But like, Jim Cornette is acting as though like, uh, like if I were a chef, a sushi chef, and I was like, you know what? Actually, I make sushi by the way I make sushi is I get like beef patties and I grill them and then I put them on buns, <laughs> right? And then you eat that's my sushi. I was like, well, that's not. Then you can be like, that's not, that's not sushi. That's not right. something else. Uh, but and so that's how he's acting as though there is this one prescripted. This is what wrestling is, and if you do something else, then you're violating some like code uh that says it has to be this way and that's where he like goes wrong among many other areas but it's like yeah it's just it's it is it's if people are reacting right then it's working it doesn't have to be like oh this is set up and i mean i get the idea that like it has to tell a story and like it draws people in and then it works and it works on that level but But if you can he's also if you can Right. No, what I'm saying is like I, I'm I'm speaking to your point is that like you're right. saying it's working. He said Kevin Owens was like too out of shape to be good and blah blah blah. Like no, Kevin Owens is a big wrestling star. He sells right. a shit ton of merch. I own like five or six Kevin Owens T-shirts. So like you're wrong. You're you're just right. flat out wrong. Like so, how many times can you be wrong? This is what I don't understand about people. You know, is that like how many times can you just be wrong and then recklessly keep defending your point of view? Uh, Infinitely. And there, this is the thing you have to understand is that like that that's you know something you have to open up to society is that people with these loud opinions a lot of times are not are their their superpower is being so narcissistic that they'll always think they're right and you have to right. break through that you know what i mean you it's have pathological to, right yeah. because that'll if you can't break through if 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 you are going to be the someone who has the the loudest opinion and the strongest opinion you let them dictate well then you will become a follower you know what i mean you have to really right. break through that bullshit so okay now that being said on the flip side of it this guy was describing kenny omega's gimmick and it's not a gimmick. So I also did agree with him. <laughs> right. I also did agree with him. It was like on the flip side of it. I also thought he had some good points, which is like this guy was like trying to explain why he was like, well, what his his gimmick is like in Japan being and it's basically was describing he's like he's a cosplayer. Right. Like it's like, right. hey, he does Street Fighter stuff. And you're like, that's that's not right. It's not even true, though. Like the way that he described the gimmick, it's like he's not an otaku weeabo. Like that's he was not the what cleaner. He, he. Yeah. And, and like Kenny Omega is that like the man Kenny Omega. Right. Uh, is that thing. But like that's just what you're reading into it it's not it's like how he flavors his style is by like sampling right. from video games and kind of the aesthetic and the move set because he thinks it's cool to do those moves in real life but that's not ever been like he's never cut a promo and it was like oh i was reading this great manga the other day and you right. know, it's like he's never done that when his gimmick in aew is truly just nothing it is right. truly nothing like he's not even he's trying. kenneth kenneth omega in, right in He's a guy. His gimmick is a guy with hype, right? Like, and 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 I think yeah. what he likes, and by the way, to his credit, and I do think he is working us to a degree, is his gimmick is letting you down, so that when he turns it up, 
You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> but I'll tell you, if that's what he's doing, I'm getting worked because I'm starting to lack a confidence in him being able to turn it up properly. Right. You know? uh, I don't understand how you spend a year of your career with this budding company uh, wearing the same pants with holes in them for a year and not making that like not having a gimmick that like I'm a little homeless or something, right? Like here's where I call here's where I call <laughs> bullshit. I call bullshit on that uh, on that idea that he's working us by like being by being shitty because that would require that requires a level of subtlety that not only doesn't work right not to be a fundamentalist but it doesn't really work in wrestling unless it's like uh like intentional and i don't think it's intentional that way it 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 also like doesn't it's giving him a lot of credit and i think this is reading into it like oh he's yeah he's being he's being low key so that when he turns it on it's like really that much more impactful no i think he's just not he's not doing anything no. and you're you're seeing something in the I- void I believe that these elite guys have a blind spot to their fame. Like, and I, I'm a fan of all of them. They're all one of my guys. I, I, I believe that they think people know what the elite is a lot more than they really do as a viewer right. and that they understand what the elite is and that they've been following along. I think they that they're think watching every... the YouTube show at the same right. time and picking up on all these things. But it's like, if you don't watch it and you just tune in, like you don't have that. Context. It's not clear. Yeah. yeah. Like they're acting like we're the like the frat like they're acting like we're in high school and the cool guys are already an established group of dudes. So it doesn't really matter like if you have an off day or not. Like you're already mm-hmm. fucking Ted Gallagher or whatever, like the quarterback <laughs> or whatever it is. But like they need to be proving yeah, themselves right. every day. And to like some of these guys' credits, especially Cody, he was doing that for a while. Right, but then every once in a while, being like, "I'm also in the elite," and you're like, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. you're okay. You're in something called the elite. What is that? It's not clear. Right. They don't have an office in the back. It's not like the elite logo is not like, and they all don't dress uniformly. Like the elite should look closer to what like the hurt business looks like. You know what I mean? Right. To like establish right. what it is. So, um, anyway, it's a roundabout way to say that Jim Cornette actually had some good points, but also I'll always think he's a jabroni for being narrow-minded. I'll always hate that. That I'll always and I you know uh, Anthony King a guy who <laughs> I don't think he would I, I think he would be surprised I say this but I consider him like one of my mentors or whatever in a way indirectly because yeah. he was the uh, artistic director of Upright Citizens Brigade Theater when I was coming up he's the one who cast me originally would give me feedback and stuff you know he had this thing where he said I have I and I always repeat it it's always stuck with me he's like I have strong opinions held loosely and that's how I do it like I can't host this podcast without being like here's what I think but I'm always right. open to hearing what other people think almost to a fault where I'm Aaron knows I respond to way too many people and I respond <laughs> to way too much bullshit to the point where I sent her a text chain I had with someone where I shut it down because I was like I normally get yeah. into it with people because I want to hear from people I like speaking to people you know Right. Well, I mean, it's like the whole that adage of like, you know, don't talk about religion or politics. And I think that like, it's, it's, I love to talk about religion and politics because I do have strong opinions and I do believe in those opinions, but I'm also above all open to having my mind changed. And I think, and I think people who don't want to talk about, you know, you can't talk about, can't talk about this stuff. You can't talk about what wrestling could be. It's because you're coming from a place of like, I have strong opinions and I do not, 
I am not capable of having my mind changed. And so it's going to become uncomfortable because I'm going to become combative because I'm never going to change my mind. Right. This week we had, oh, I forgot to look up all the names of the, the members of Retribution, but I know one of them is called Slapjack, right? Ebar, Mace, Mace, Slapjack. Are we, working? Um, Are we on air? Yeah, yeah, we're back. Okay. I said Aaron's sitting down, so I'll start. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so someone posted in our Facebook group, we should do this. Um, yeah. It's find your retribution name. We have so, the same one, right? Yeah, we have Newman the same and I birthday. share a birthday. So based on our date of the month, October, right. and the day that we were born, Ooh. our retribution name is Loco Blade. <laughs> uh, well, you know Dan, what? This is making me like retribution more, by the Dan, way. What's up? You were born February. January 21st. January 21st. Okay. Typical Dan, Capricorn. Dan is punching playa. Punch and play. <laughs> oh man, you guys. We've got um, someone you squared <laughs> and punching playa. Yeah. Um, do you guys notice I've really figured out how to use the soundboard finally? I'm really <laughs> glad you added someone you idolize. Oh man. Um, uh, wait, I forgot to mention our sponsor. Hmm. Monday Night Raw is presented by Southern New Hampshire University. <laughs> I always thought that was so funny. Southern mascot? New Hampshire University. Uh, yeah, so Retribution came out this week with a brand new look, kicking off the show. Um, I just want to point out that just last week, the episode was entitled, like, Return of the Main Roster. And boy, oh boy, did Vince try as hard as he can to make stuff not work. Now, I think actually some of it is so strong that everything was working, but man, some really poor choices here. Um, Retribution came out, they were wearing ski masks before, now they came out, they uh, seemed, uh, um, they did the thing, an extremely tired gimmick of messing with the intro of the show, mm-hmm. right? Um, but then like you don't see any of them in the tech booth, um, the storytelling of that element of what's going on, them taking over the show, is so controlled that it's like downright stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's four kids, straight mm-hmm. up done for kids. Now you can make the argument, and I saw someone make the argument that wrestling is for kids, so blah blah blah. Again, I throw out that argument. I'm here wearing merch, kid merch, like an idiot. This is literally <laughs> the same one the kids wear. It's adjustable. It's one size fits all. Uh, Roman Reigns uh, memorabilia vest. Um, but I, I throw that out. I don't. Th- I think kids kids watch Game of Thrones. Like kids watch good shit. Kids like good stuff. You know, you tell kids what's good. I'm talking about little little kids, whatever. But like by the time I was like seven or eight, I liked good shit already. You know. So I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But okay. Uh, 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 and wrestling can be good in that way, okay? Randy Orton's cool for kids and adults. So <laughs> that, that, so I think there's a good way to find that out. It's like Flintstone vitamins. Right, mm-hmm. absolutely. They're still tasty at this age. Mm-hmm. But, okay, but Retribution, they came out with these... They, they're very controlled. It's like clearly, clearly you feel by watching it that it's like segment one retribution then they'll come back segment six right like it feels very formulaic where last week it did not feel like that but anyway they came out with new masks and these masks were let's just talk straight up about the masks these masks were basically uh like a combination of like bane masks and dark and uh like a little mad max vibe the whole thing's like that classic very tired post-apocalyptic 
uh, uh, thing. It goes to Newman. Newman, what do you say it? There's the spooky boys and the spooky boys and bikers. Yeah, like and yeah. they are like, they are clearly a biker oriented group, and they're trying to play spooky, and so it right. does not work and will not work. And the women never had will. like like low-key like wakanda style face paint too for me the big lesson here and so i appear i hear the word disappointing being used oh this is disappointing here's the lesson for everybody it's not disappointing to me you know why my expectations were never high enough right my expectations were never set high enough for me to be disappointed this is exactly on track with what i predicted and i said last week that i thought they did something really smart which was Remove the reveal, right? Right. Which was like they basically said we were at the performance center, and what they did is they slowly took off the masks a little bit. So you're like, you, we know you know it's Dijakovic, we know you know it's Dio Madden, we know you know it's Mia Yim, like we know you know that, but that's not what this is about. This is about their message. Right. That was really slick and smart. But then this week, they made them just part of the roster, uh, which they have is a contract. just. <laughs> They have a contract, meaning they sat down and all five of them signed the contract. But now they're upset with them for being part of this company while now being on the payroll. Yeah. What? What? Why add that they signed a contract when their whole message is we want to destroy the WWE? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And plus, it's like, these are people like, who cares? Like, for me, Retribution had a mystique when there was like rumors it might be someone cool who's under the mask. But as soon as you brightened that photo and realized it was just like NXT rejects, it's like there's then who 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 gives a shit at all? Yeah, and their first promo they let happen in ring, like their first like big sanctioned promo and they signed was Mia Yim, who's not good on the microphone, in her like regular voice, just not at all uh threatening at all. Mia Yim just by herself, not in that mask, is tougher looking and sounding than this outfit. Now, I don't even care that the outfits are kind of stupid. It doesn't really matter to me. It's more just like, it's just like a a creative mess, like for no reason. Why, uh, 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 Why are these wrestlers able to sign but not reveal what their stories are? Like, how are they fucked over by this company? Like what? Why what happened? Why did they sign a contract? Dijakovic had like title shot after title shot in in NXT, and my biggest gripe is exactly where I'm getting to, is this disconnect between NXT and the main roster. Like we don't watch both. Like, right. <laughs> like when you want to assume we watch both, which is like when Adam Cole comes up, and then it's one of their highest rated SmackDowns, right? Right. Uh, 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 th- then they go, oh, you know what's up. But now we're supposed to just assume, like, no one knows who Dio Madden was, the guy who we watched Brock Lesnar slam him through the table. This is not the same thing as them tossing out the fact that, like, the Eddie, Rey Mysterio, uh, Dominic, dad storyline. Like, that's fine. That's 20 years ago. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. whatever. We get it. And they did even acknowledge it. I'm not, I'm not nitpicky in that way. Like, I get it. They're doing a different storyline. And it's almost like an homage to that. I'm fine with that. But, like, uh, 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 and I actually didn't really contradict any of that either. But, like, but like this is just, like, what, like, Vince and Triple H fucking work together. You got two right. shows, you know? Right. Yeah, the irony, too, of, like, your gimmick at first being, like, 
you know, we're from this, we've been promised all this stuff and it's never come to fruition and you are the product of a beep, bop, bop, whatever. Right. Uh-huh. And then the irony behind the scenes of now, like you, you are literally what you're talking about. You are these, like, yeah. you're this like nonsense gimmick, uh, sideshow fucking like what the fuck is even happening to get on Jim Cornette. It's like, what it, what is, what is this supposed to well, be? So now they are literally WWE superstars who have been completely changed from NXT into some laughable like mess. Right now that, so, okay. So look, 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 I'm trying to be like a, a little, well, you know, a little, ugh, this is not positive. I, I've said this, I, I repeat this every single week about the structure of the show. You had Adam Pierce come out and be like the guy who's like, listen, I need help with this retribution. We we don't we don't see him at all this week, which is actually okay because they he gave the hurt business the thumbs up to deal with them. But who signed them? Who gave right. them last week? There was a bounty out for them, and then and and even just the line, which is that like you know what? If we sign these guys, we can legally beat them up. Fine, get that line in there. And if it is if it did come in from the announcers. That's not enough. I watch enough wrestling. It's not a throwaway line from the announcers, which a lot of times you're, you are just lines they throw in here and there, is not enough to tell the story. You know, it has to be told extremely clear. So is that why they signed them? So there's five of them. There's a core group of them, but there's a lot more of them. And they've all right. been guys who've been shit on by the perform- went to the performance center for false promises, except that the ones that we know who they are, all people have had title shots and we're all like kind of successful in the company so they're not even going to bother to be like Mia Yim being like I was promised in my contract that I would have four title shots by now like none of that and then also without without Vince this is unfortunately this is really tricky storytelling to do you know because what they're doing is acknowledging the dirt sheets they're acknowledging like okay they're doing the they're doing a really cool thing of being like they're acknowledging like what the gripe people have with WWE is is that how like they bury talent right they don't they underutilize right but that's all works because we have this work shoot relationship knowing that Vince we all know for better or for worse that Vince runs literally everything so without someone who's a proper spokesperson for Vince like he needs a Kaylee McEnany or whatever. Like without that as a core centerpiece of the show, that's not an optional character for this show. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. This is like if right. Game of Thrones had no throne. You know, like, <laughs> it's like just game. Yeah. So it's just kind of like it just makes the show like inherently a mess because they're yelling at no one. They're pre- so they signed contracts by who? So it makes the show just it makes the show stupid. You know? Yeah. Right. Like we're supposed to right. believe that they sat in a conference in the Money in the Bank conference room and executed a contract with like their lawyers. Like, what does that even entail? Like, and AEW is really good at showing that stuff. Right. Right. You know, they're good at showing that stuff, and they, the way they structure their show, you don't need Tony Khan really. So, like, uh, uh, because you have these managers, and the managers get together, and they have lawyers, and the management role in AEW is extremely clear and consistent across the whole show. Like, most big talent on the show have a clear manager. You know, like Jake the Snake, 
uh, uh, Arn Anderson, and they're all like veteran talents. Even they put Matt Hardy, he was an active wrestler, with private party. Like they're like, hey, you need someone to help you navigate in here, and they can talk, and you'll buy that structure. So, anyway, not to mention they just looked really fucking stupid. They looked ridiculous. And their names are so, I mean, the three guys, it's like Slapjack. Right. Slapjack, T-Bar. What is a T-Bar? I think, I imagine like construction, like a steel T-Bar is the thing that For like putting a fence in, right? Like something like a, yeah. Right. Okay, now that all being said, the end of Raw when they were all fighting was cool. Um, when the Raw uh, roster emerged yeah, from the locker It's cool room. to see Drew run in as the champ and like think this is his responsibility. Again, right. it's a structure thing for the show that Drew's like, nah, fuck these guys. But it is weird that now they're signed and have and have little, they have actual like logos and the Titantron and blah, blah, blah. Like, what? why not have them? I mean, my the idea we had last week uh, is so good that, like, they take over the Thunderdome spots. They have their own viewers. Right. Like, you know what I mean? But there's so much – like, this show is so technical right now. Why not have one of them who's, like, a little geek and is their computer guy? Like, why half-ass it all? They got so many people there. Not yeah, only that, right. every writer is, like, an actor on the show. It's non-union. They do whatever the fuck they want over there. It's so carny, right? <laughs> they don't even shut down for COVID. Whatever. Why be lazy with the storytelling? I, I don't get it. It's, I, think they, I think they had one idea for it when it happened. It first launched. Right. Everybody got four miles ahead of it, and they panicked, and then they just – turned it into something else. And then every time they turn it into something else, everyone's already ahead of it. And now we're seeing this like fractalized dumbassery of like, uh, of whatever this is supposed to be. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's headed for headed for like nothing because uh, I read a rumor that they signed CM Punk. I, it was the most jabroni of sources. I, it was so, so, the so of sheets. the dirtiest of sheets, the filthiest of sheets. Ugh. Yet to be clean, um, and it was the dirtiest of sheets. But if 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 CM Punk signed, there's no chance he would say I I'll be part of that gimmick. No oh, chance. No. Hell no. They already that no. ship has sailed. But man, unless he comes in and is like, he would have to be like, look like look at you. You came in trying to take this machine down, and look what they've done to you. They put this mask on you. They call you Mace. You've now become the thing that you thought you were <laughs> right. fighting against. And you get in early and you go, no, we're going we're gonna to stop this. You're going to rebel against this. And I'm going to be in charge. And I'm going to make sure that, you know, but, you know, rather than slap, slappy jack uh, <laughs> being your fucking, like. Oh, yeah, flappy jappy and, uh, yeah. Um, okay, so whatever. We've said enough about, uh, about that. Uh all right, in, in, in actual positive, there was a lot of positive stuff I said. I think the shows were still I, – I enjoyed watching them. I want to give a major props. If Tulo is listening, uh, you'll love this. I think Sasha Banks cut a great promo, I thought. Um, it was her best work I'd seen, like, by far. Yeah. Like, a crying in-the-back promo. Her acting was pretty fucking good. Um, it, it felt – totally real felt like real work shoot real feelings she would have if bailey turned on her like everything felt like real stuff they do which is they like really like both of them like really um bask in their accomplishment glory uh um and i thought 
barely beat her up. I didn't see that coming because I thought it was taped. Um, and so I thought that was really great and got me, it got me juiced to see where they go with it. And I think also, based on what I was saying last week, I think they're primed to have Sasha be so emotional that she fucking loses. Right? That, yeah. Like she will, because she's like crying and Bailey's fucking focused. So that'll be really good. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I have to give credit where it's due. It was obviously the best acting that she's I've seen her do to date. Haven't seen Mandalorian season two yet. Maybe yeah. that's, you know, she yeah. stepped her game up. But um, she's, you know. Um, Actually, fun fact, I have a little clip of uh, Sasha from Mandalorian 2. Oh, they put out, they put out Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's oh, wow. her, this is her line in the show. Whoa! That's, uh, what do you think? <laughs> Newman's face, you guys have to see it. It's uh, trigger. Triple H has a review of it. Someone you idolize. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's, uh, it, we know he takes a lot of response for. It. Actually, uh, actually, Seth Rollins actually uh, weighed in. Oh, good for you. <laughs> I'll tell you, if I was a, if I was like a fucking Al Qaeda member yeah. in Guantanamo Bay, yeah. and they played that fucking Becky Lynch cover, I'm spilling the beans. Like beans. I'm like, I'm like, here's the fucking locations of all our fucking caves. Here's everything. Just play it on loop stop. to torture you. Yeah, it wouldn't even be on loop. It would, would be the once. first ten seconds. I'm like, I give up. That's it. This is where. Yo. Oh, this is where Bin Laden is. It's over. Did- did you hear when they go like, she's a last kicker? Did you yeah. hear that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so embarrassing. Yeah, the ad libs. Yeah. Embarrassing. Uh, oh, oh, whatever. I'm sure they've done some other good ones. This was a misfire for these guys. For the, some the, other good the ones. The twins or whatever they're called. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> and, uh, all right. Here's the deal. Uh, another thing. And then I'll, I'll go through this all quick so we can just get into the predictions. But mm. uh, Seth Rollins and Dominic. I mean, this feud just stays hot. I mean, <laughs> what's going on? I mean, this week they started bringing Ray's daughter into it, and oh, yeah. I literally laughed out loud when Seth was like, "The results are in. You're not the father." And you I was like, "This picture of Maury to his Instagram page." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was uh, hoping, I was like, I was fingers crossed that like he was like, "I'm Dominic's father." <laughs> Like I was fucking hoping if he's pushing that, oh just being like, God. I'm Dominic's father. Yeah. Like that's so- I had him when I was thirteen or whatever the fucking age difference is. <laughs> yeah. Ten. <laughs> oh man. Um you can see uh Ray's mysterious daughter, uh, what's her name? Aaliyah. She's uh-huh. yeah. just cracking up the whole time. Like she's clearly not even interested in the fucking business at all. And <laughs> she's probably like a speech pathologist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's just there like an endocrinologist. Well right. she's nineteen, so she's probably in college or whatever, but like right, 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 right. Uh, cause they said her age. And they uh, uh uh but like she's there and she's just like Seth was cutting a promo and she just when they're like I have the results right here and she starts cracking How up. Could you not? <laughs> Oh, she made me think she was so cool. Uh, <laughs> I want, I'm trying to h- hang out with Aaliyah Mysterio. She seems like well, a cool to, person. You have to go through Buddy Murphy first. Oh, yeah. What were they doing with that? I don't know. He I was like, it, though. Was he, like, macking it to her, or was he, like, just, like, I trying to... I think that she, like, kind of, like, showed him, like, she was she was caring towards him mm. when he was down. And then oh, yeah, like it, ha- it happened again and so, last night. So and so you know. because he's a man, because he's a man, he took any positive attention from a woman as <laughs> yeah. being romantic. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Oh God, that's so funny. Um, that, you know, I just want to say this because I always give Roman this shit, but they really do like work really hard on Seth's writing. Like Seth gets such good writing in in WWE. <laughs> you know, I mean, like yeah. so, like right now, like Alistair Black is wearing a fucking. He's wearing like a makeshift eye patch, um, and like coming out and just beating up KO for no reason. And like mm-hmm. Seth gets all this like awesome segments, you know. I mean, not yeah. that he has he has completely earned it and deserves it and knocks it out of the park. But like sometimes when you look at WWE, you're like, ooh, some of these guys they really try when they're writing on some of these guys, you know? Right. Um, Nikki Cross also great promo with Alexa oh, yeah. Bliss. It was her best. I'd seen her. I was like, oh, this is cool. Uh, good for her. She had set up she's going to beat up Bailey. And then Alexa started talking about how she's changing, which I, be honest, I didn't like Alexa saying, acknowledging her shift. I feel right. like it be, I didn't like She that. doesn't understand it. I do, though, like that we're getting something that we don't always get, and it, but it has been happening in the last few weeks on Raw, which is something we talked about, which is like the storylines are affecting like other storylines and they're being acknowledged in conversations in relation to like another. So I do like that she, that they had that conversation uh, because it's, you know, we don't always get it. And it's, I think important to, to have some sort of continuity through all these storylines. Right. right. Like Nikki could have easily been on a moment of bliss and just not acknowledge the sister right. Abigail. Like it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, for time. oh, and Lacey Evans laugh. I'm sorry, but Newman sent a clip to our yeah. group text thread with Lacey yeah. Evans laugh, and it. Really <laughs> <cracks me laughs> I, I loved it. She did like an old school penguin, <laughs> right? This it's a choice. It's a Lacey choice. Yeah, so much more interesting when they're just like, I'm a marine, Lacey. Right. Right. Yeah. Like especially in yeah. this climate, like. You know, so it's like we we don't need we don't need the like America heat right now, like right. you know. Right. Uh, so I I just think Lacey she's funny and good at it. I don't think they should call her mm-hmm. sassy. I don't think that's the right <laughs> adjective. Um, no. but uh, her being like calling people nasties, I always it's so funny. It's so funny. It's <laughs> yeah, so funny. So funny. Really a couple of nasties is so funny. <laughs> she's really smooth yeah. on the mic too. Yeah. Like she's she's good. Uh, and we're getting some I kind like of Carmella rebrand. And just shout out to Carmella who hit me up on Instagram the other day. Oh yeah, big big props for that. <laughs> slid into your slid into your your PMs, your, your public <laughs> messages. My public. She slid into my PMs. She was looking at. She was looking to hang. Um, I had to break the news to her. I'm married and too low didn't like it. Anyway, all right. So uh, the last thing I want to say is that clearly Vince is. We all know how Vince works. He's clearly. Trying to get that money in the bank briefcase away from Otis. Oh uh, my god! <laughs> Poor Otis. He's clearly gonna give it to either Miz or Hannigan, or they're gonna fight over it because he's like, I can't have this guy catch it. I wanted to give yeah. one little props to Otis though. Um, Otis, uh, he had his shirt off in the back, and we see how hard the guy works out. He is high body fat. He's an extremely heavy guy, but he isn't yeah. fucking. He is jacked and fucking he's strong as shit. Yeah. So I watch his Instagram uh, stories, right? Like he's always yeah. He he's works out with eating, Gable, eating a lot of food or working out. Yeah, I love watching him and Gable work out too because of the way they like spot each other. Gable will they both use the same voice? So like Gable is also like, "Come on, baby, yeah, one more." Like <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's, the best. "It's the best." 
Uh, you mean Shorty G? Oh, Shorty G. God, just cut that Shorty shit G? out. I put Gable's got to go back to NXT and just be the champ or, or start wrestling Finn. The guy, <sighs> uh, he Gable is so fucking talented. Yeah. And like, you know, there's this jabron zone of WWE. It's like you get into the full on like, like the like Vegas, uh, like tourist like trap or like you know what I mean like yeah. that like you know what I mean that's like that like oh they, like when you go to see like if you go to see like Cirque du Soleil they're like oh we yeah. put like clowns in between each thing and you're like oh these clowns suck just show me the people who like are talented show me zoomanity yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're like I go to Vegas. some of these wrestlers get put in that fucking like that make the kids laugh mode and I feel so fucking bad <sighs> and they keep putting Miz back in that zone and it's so annoying yeah. Miz is out there in his undies you're like oh my god Oh my god. Anyway. Uh, anyway. All right. Well, uh let's get into our predictions. Uh right now, by the way, you guys know this. Um Okay. Uh yeah, sorry. Um I want Was that Alistair Black? It sounded like the the door opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um I um <laughs> shit, hold on, yeah okay. So I uh uh all right. So we've been doing it on the podcast. Sorry, I got this thing I was looking at. All right, we got the podcast. I'm back. Uh, we got a uh we've been doing a long running uh merch. Well, I don't the know. Aaron, how do we describe it's, this? It's the t-shirt derby. So the t-shirt we, derby. Yeah, we issue our predictions on air for a pay per view, and then right. the person who wins gets the most right. Gets right. a piece of merch from uh, our fellow hosts here, and I won one uh, PPV, and then Dan and I tied, but he won the last one with the tiebreaker, which was will Roman wear a vest or not, a shirt covering or not. Yeah. So we're one to one. So we're going to do our predictions again here for Clash of Champions. Right. Got it. Yeah. Uh. 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 Okay. Uh, anyway, so um, uh, I just gotta bring up the card. Oh, Aaron, you I have want, uh, the card. Okay, you want to go through the card? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it from the top. All right, for the Raw Women's Championship, we have Oscar versus Selena Vega. Dan, does that say P that indicates the match will take place on the pre-show? No, nah, there's no way that'll be a pre-show match, right? Well, that, that's probably why wouldn't it be possible? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. There's two women of color. Of course, they're going to open. They're going to be <laughs> preaching. Um, yeah. All right. Dan, I'll go. I'll first. choose. I'll choose Oscar. <laughs> I'm going to choose Oscar also. Yeah. It's, also. It's same. Yeah. Lock it and in. And I also I have Nick Tulo's predictions here because he's also a member of the T-shirt Derby and he also picked Oscar. Okay. Uh, next, Bobby Lashley versus Apollo Cruz for the U- United States Championship. I'm going to pick Lashley. Uh, yeah, to retain, choose, to retain, right? Lashley retain, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll also yeah, choose yeah, Lashley. Yeah. I doubt they're giving that back to Paul Cruz, Same. especially because he's not in the hurt business, which is an important part of the show. Okay, yeah. uh, let's see. Street Profits versus Andre and Angel Garza. Uh, Andrade and Angel Garza for the Raw Tag Team Championship titles. I'm gonna actually go. Andrade and Garza. I think that they're going to try to give them some momentum now that they've taken Zelina away. 
Yeah. I chose them last time and they didn't win. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel a little burned. But I'm also going to go Andrade Garza. I think Street Profits are. I don't know. I don't think they're really working, to be honest. <laughs> I'm going to go Street Profits. Okay. Just to mix things up a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Next, we have a triple threat ladder match. Oh, this is awesome. I didn't know this was a ladder match. Yes. Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Sami Zayn. Nick Tulo picked Sami Zayn. Yeah. I'm going to go with Enjoy the show. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to pick Jeff Hardy just for just for laughs. And after that, I'm going straight to hell. Enjoy the show. <laughs> I'll, I'll also choose Jeff Hardy. I, I think. Yeah, you know what? Same. Fun fact: Jeff Hardy just signed a big new contract, so um, yeah. I doubt they're going to have him Enjoy drop the show. it. And he he's been seems to be pretty positive at WWE. Like he's been saying stuff like, you know, he's he wants to retire. He wants to bring his Willow character there. So he doesn't seem to be doing the AEW jump because his brother's over there. Like seems to be he's happy. He looks and wants to retire in WWE. And WWE is probably you know they seem to be pretty uh, tolerant of his uh, addiction issues. You know, I mean they rip on it in the storyline, but they also don't fire him. You know. So they seem to be, you know, so I think like for him, that's probably a good situation, you know, uh, that's, I don't know. I'm just speculating for my pick of a t-shirt. I'm talking about a man's addiction, um, to justify my Uh t-shirt pick. So, yeah. Okay. All right. And next up we have the match. We're all just dying to see for the SmackDown tag titles, Cesaro and Shinsuke versus Lucha house party. (laughs) Wow. Can you, two guys like Cesaro and Shinsuke mighty, they mighty have fallen. Um, I, I, would... I have Cesaro and Shinsuke. Yeah, so do I. Okay. Hmm. I'm wondering if they just get <sighs> Lucha House Party are back. They were gone for the whole summer. Right. Hmm. Nick Tulo also picked Cesaro and Shinsuke. Because it's the obvious choice, right? <laughs> but if we if we apply mm. McMahon's razor, mm-hmm. does it still shake out that way? Um, I'm going to go Lucha House Party. I love that. L-H-P. Okay. Uh, all right. Next, for the Raw Women's Raw Tech, uh, the tag titles, um, the women's tag titles, Nia Jax <clears throat> and Shayna Baszler versus the Riot Squad. Mm. Um, uh, I mean, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, right? <laughs> Riot Squad. I mean, I, I guess I think it's too new into it, but they are, they do seem interested in the Riot Squad, you know? I'm going, I'm going Riot, Riot Squad. squad. I am Same. too, because yeah. I, I like Liv Morgan, so. Yeah. I also think there's going to be a couple of like swerve finishes yeah, like uh, in I, terms I, of like who wins that's why i don't like about my picks right now because my picks are all pretty down the line you know what i mean like yeah, I, like I, if I, this I, was like SummerSlam or something then i might have picked differently but it's like specifically about like oh these are like class of champions so i think i think there's going to be a couple 
switch. Yeah, and what do you got? Just to give you a little bit of props on? in terms of the the show being called Clash of Champions and this Hardy AJ Styles Sammy's match feels like a Clash of Champions. You know, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, that match could have been called the Clash of Champions. So I think that's yeah. pretty cool. Um, uh, which match is it? What am I talking about? Are you? Did you pick Naya and? Yeah, Naya Chandler? and Chena. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey or Nacky Cross? Uh, yeah, I'll choose Bailey to win. I mean, there's a chance that Nikki wins by DQ for Sasha coming in, right? Yeah, but do we count DQ? Is it like just straight up? Yeah, it's, it's whoever a win? wins, right? Yeah, it's whoever wins. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, to I'm gonna pick Nikki Cross just to be different. Uh, I'm going to choose Nikki Cross also, just oh, because okay. not to be different, but because I'm going to go. D, like a DQ win, because um, this is just, right. you know. Nick Tua also picked Bailey. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's see for the Universal Title: Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. Yeah, that'll be Roman Reigns for me. It's gonna be Roro. Yeah, same, same. We got Roros across the board. Actually, the main event is the is a really is kind of tough. I think. Yeah. I also think that the tiebreaker question should still be will Roman come out with a vest on that is true okay. because he this might not be where he does mm-hmm. it and he could just do a pull a classic show up and win is Jay Uso the guy to unleash the physique on you know no I mean I it's yeah. guy he probably thinks he could easily beat I, if I'm Roman I'd probably come out in the T right well let's do the yeah. tiebreaker now while we're talking about the match Dan you say vest or no vest no I think he's gonna come out in the t-shirt Again, well, covered or uncovered. covered. I'm Shirts covered. or skins. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna go covered, even though he said shirtless. I think this is okay. not the moment. Newman, how about you? I mean, yeah, I think it's. I think it's covered. Yeah. I'm gonna pick skin. I'm optimistic, right. and we'll get to us uh, input on that later. Okay, and finally, Drew McIntyre versus Randall Keith Orton. It's an by the way, it's an ambulance match. Oh, which I'm I think means you have to lock him in an ambulance, match. and it has to drive away. Right? That's what you right. right? Who's driving? I'm, I mean, uh, this I'm going is, McIntyre. Keep in mind, Randy lost clean, lost to McIntyre clean at SummerSlam. He, Randy lost clean to Keith on whatever that pay-per-view was, the one right after, payback, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah. I'm gonna pick- I just don't think, I don't think Randy getting the belt is a Clash of Champions moment. I think it's a WrestleMania mm. moment or it's a bigger moment than this like middling pay-per-view. Right. Okay. But also fun fact about Randy is that he's the 14 time champion. So if they're trying to get him up to 16, you know what I mean? That's true. Uh, if they're trying to I'm raise still going. numbers quicker for some kind of Cena thing, just saying. Newman's got Drew. Yeah. I got Randy uh, Dan. I'm going to choose. Hmm. Because there's also the thing that like edge might come back. Right. Um, and then, right. He, he, you're right, and then that would keep it on Drew, and they let Drew keep it through SummerSlam. So, what do we gain from Randy winning the title right now? Like, what do we gain from that? I'm not exactly sure. Um, right. Um, I mean, like it is viewership. right before the Slither launch. Like, yeah, but who's to say that would only hurt Randy because that's a, that's a separate thing from the company. Uh-huh. Third party. So, that's third party. Um, I would say. And then we're going into Rumble season, like not not yet. We're not close. Survivor Series, hmm. So that'll give us if we do have that would give us Roman. Okay, so that's interesting. 
Roman McIntyre and Roman's heel. So that's interesting. Drew Roman is really, really interesting. Um, a Drew Roman beef. Finn is also pretty interesting if they throw Finn in there too because now they have a guy who they could do that. Randy Roman is also cool, but I'm going to say Drew retains. Yeah. All right, I like it. I'm going to say like Drew that. retain. Drew, uh, Drew for the, I guess, Drew, Drew win. I'm going to say okay. Drew win. Yeah. All right, well, we're locked in, folks. We'll, we'll let right. you know next week. Should we lock week. it in? Lock it in. Wow, it's locked in. All right, everybody. Uh, we'll see. Remember, we talked about it all, but we won't really know until these champions actually, uh, many would say, clash. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, keep in mind, Sunday morning, I'll try to set it for midnight on a, a, a midnight uh, Pacific Standard Time uh, Saturday. Uh I'll put out the RKO special, me and Shev's ranking RKOs, and um, a, 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 that'll come out on Sunday for patrons at all patrons levels. So you got to be a patron at literally any level, and you get it. If you're a patron for two bucks a month, you get it. Uh, Patreon.com slash Comedians Wrestling. Support the podcast. We'll talk about more. Uh, we'll have you unlock more special episodes, but that'll be coming out. And also remember to give this podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts, and check out the Cow Movie Club on Patreon, and also check out Friday morning. We'll talk about NXT and AEW this week. Uh, All right, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. And keep watching wrestling. Kisses. (laughs) Comedians of wrestling. I listen on Thursday 